Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girlbomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girlbomb grip and professional-grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girlbomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girlbomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of smoking audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Looking for some amazing TV to stream? Indulge yourself with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the gang on How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons are now streaming on Hulu. Then you can move to Modern Family, Schitt's Creek, and My Wife and Kids. We are talking every single episode of every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits. Streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. Now we're talking. The Nikki Glazer Podcast. Here's Nikki. Hey guys. It's Nikki. It's the Nikki Glazer podcast. Welcome. Oh, Noah, how are you today? Doing good. How are you doing I'm, today? I'm doing great. I'm I'm hitting this podcast uh, in a great mood, which is always how I want to time it with everything in my life. I always want to be timed around like I want to be in the best mood. I just got off a interview with Mario Lopez that uh for his radio show in which i was promoting this uh podcast and it's just so fun to talk about the podcast and to promote it because it's just uh yeah it's just i'm so proud of it and i'm so proud of you listener choosing to listen to this uh, no matter where when you're finding it i hope i love how many people listen right away when it drops at night and then i get dms of people being like oh i'm glad you talked about this so oh, i want to know this it's just um, I'm learning how to how I want to do this. And we're really we're throwing a lot out there in the beginning to see what you guys like. And the, the show is going to be it's just going to evolve. And I'm really excited about the things that I have in store because I came up with like a really fun game that I want to play at some point. I told Andrew today and he was like, that's too vulnerable. And I was like, I know it's going to be great. Um, I. So I was on with Mario Lopez. I was very excited. I told him mm -hmm. that my bingo, my Save by the Bell cast bingo card is almost complete in terms of I've met all of my heroes from that show. Like, so I met Dustin Diamond first because I opened for him in Kansas. He was one of, I think he was my third MC week I ever got in my life. And so I was just hosting his shows. I was so excited to meet him. Uh, really sad to hear about his death. Rest in peace, Dustin. You were very nice to me. Um, and then I met, and that was wild to meet him so early on. He, I mean that he was a big star to me. I watched, I was a huge Saved by the Bell fan, memorized every single episode, watched an, at least an hour of it after school for probably five years. 
So, um, but then I, and then I met T- Tiffany Amber Thiessen, Kelly Kapowski through you up our, uh, radio show that we had Noah at Sirius. That was awesome. She was so lovely. So nice. So beautiful. Then I met, uh, Mark Paul Gossler this summer when I hosted Jimmy Kimmel live because I did a segment where I did speed dating, um, and got to like go on all these dates with like these random people that the, you know, the producers at Kimmel found for me to talk to. And, uh, and my pitch to them was like, can we get a celebrity to like round them out? So at like that, so I'm just being fed this like series of guys on zoom to have speed dates with at the end. It'd be funny if I, it, it was a celebrity and I think they're speed dating me, but they've been told that this is like a, uh, someone who's really desperate and they, they, they think it's a sick person, like a make a wish. So I wrote this really funny script where Mark Paul Gosler comes at the end and, uh, and I was so glad he agreed to do it because it was pitched to him and he was just like, sure. And we just did it live. I wrote the script. He agreed to do the script. And then I'm doing all these dates. And then all the producers were like, do you want to rehearse it with Mark or do you just want to go into it? I was like, he, they were like, he's ready. And I was like, I am too. Let's do it. I think maybe we, no, I think he just showed up. Yeah, that's what happened. He showed up on the thing and I go, hi. And he goes, hi, Nikki. Like very like, he's talking to like a sick kid. Hey, how are you? And I go, oh my God. Mark Paul Gossler, like, I love you. Zach Morris, like, this is, I can't believe I'm on a date with Zach from Save with the Bell. And he goes, oh, that's so cute. Yeah, like, you're doing, like, dates. Like, this is, and I go, yeah, sure. And he's like, well, I just heard that, like, and so then the script is really funny. I was really proud of it because it, it turns into him being like, I hear, I, I was told that I was talking to a very sick woman. And I'm like, the producers told you that? And they're like, yeah, apparently, like, if she doesn't, it's her make a wish to meet you. There's something about like, if you, she's desperate for anything, she's uh, gonna, she's, it, oh, the, the line I really liked, there were so many good lines, but the one I can remember is that he goes, apparently she's living in an old folks home. And I go, I'm living at my folks home, but I'm not, it, and they're old, but it's like, so there's a good lines at the end. I'm like, oh no, I thought, he, I thought this was a date. And, and then um, he is definitely like not into it. Uh, it, it was re- anyway he nailed it he was so nice to me afterwards he said he was a fan of mine he was a fan from stern which is just crazy to me and is and whenever i meet someone that's a celebrity or anyone even like i've met a guy on the show that i was doing uh recently in the cayman islands who was like a sound guy that i wouldn't have talked to normally because the crew was like kept away from talent for some reason and i don't want to bother them so it's like this weird divide, but this one crew guy was like, Hey, Baba Booey. And I was like, Oh my God, Stern. And I like ran over him to talk about Stern because I love people. People who like Stern were friends. Like we have a, we have a mutual group of friends. It's like meeting us someone that you're like, Oh, you know, Jamie. Oh my God. Isn't she the best? Like you have a rapport with these people. I feel that way about Stern. I feel that way about Veep. If you're really into Veep, if you listen to this podcast, you are in this group of friends. And if you meet other people at my shows this uh, summer, that are also fans of TNGP. You guys can feel this way that I felt when Mark Paul was like, I heard you on Stern. I'm like, yes, he loves Stern. And, um, and he was like, I'm a huge fan. And then he asked me if I would do his podcast sometime while we were on this Jimmy Kimmel taping, like after we had already done the, this and we only had to run the, the script once, which is just, it was incredible. And it was the thing I wrote. I never write scripted things. I, I think people get that impression of me that maybe I've done a lot of that. I really usually, whenever I do, I contribute a line or two and I've acted in some, but I've never written a whole one. And this was my first one and he did it with me. So it was really fun. And then, um, so then he asked me to do his podcast. I went on his podcast. We had the best time. I just like gushed over him the whole time because I was, I was in love with him. You know, this was pre Dave Matthews. Like Zach Morris was like just my biggest crush where I was like, okay, I feel something for this boy. He was just so beautiful and funny and like he was just so hot and um and he turns out to be the nicest guy and he texted me i so this over over the pandemic like after we had become friends he sent me first of all he sent me ppe that he was wearing on set when he was filming um adultish or whatever show that is that he's on on abc he sent me ppe to wear on stage because i told him i was wearing masks on stage over like the summer when i was late summer when i was still performing uh in comedy clubs going to talk about my tour coming up very soon. Um, but he sent me, he like, he FedExed me PPE. And then he, one day I woke up 
And this is the thing, like a lot of times when you're on things as a celebrity, I've talked about this before or anything, people think you're getting bombarded with messages about it. And so they don't message you. So a lot of times I will get brought up on Stern, which I was this week. Let me just say, Noah, they brought me up on Stern. Yeah, I was. What? Yes, I was brought up on Stern. And I found out because one tweet and also Andrew happened to hear it in his car when he was driving yesterday. But, oh God, I hate to even bring it up because it's just something that I don't want to put out there. But when I was on Stern, like for my, I think a main interview, my first interview, my only interview, I've been on there. People who don't care about Stern don't care about this, but this is big, like monumental things to me. I got on Stern first with the Hollywood, no, uh, with the roast of Ronnie the limo driver. Then I, they, I talked to him a little bit there. He asked me about my life, but we didn't get too much into it. Then I got brought, brought back as like, a, but I killed it on that roast. Then I got brought back as like the main host um, to sit on the couch, which was, or the main guest to sit on the couch, which was what, like a, the biggest achievement of my life to date, I think. Then uh, they brought me back for Holly Weird Squares, uh, which was a hilarious thing. You guys check out these appearances on Howard Stern because they're like some of my favorite moments. And I just, you'll just know that that Nikki was very happy in these times and like blacked out for some of it. But when I was on his couch, Oh, and I went back to judge the prettiest penis contest and you should definitely watch footage from that. And that is all. If you have a ser- like Howard is worth getting serious for. And I, I don't, I'm not saying that for any other reason. Like if you like my show, Howard's my, and I know you might have preconceived notions about Howard Stern. I jumped in as a fan like eight years ago. So he's woke now. Like he's a feminist. He's more honest than I am at times. Uh, I mean, he's just, and he's one of the best interviews interviewers and he's only getting better. So I recommend people checking him out. And, um, so anyway, he, when I was on his show, he asked me about my love life. I told him I was on dancing with the stars that I had like kind of a showmance on there. I, and, and then I said, I like, I admitted that I was kind of date. I'd kind of dated one of the guys on there and you can Google it. If you want to know, I just don't want to say this person's name anymore. I don't want to like, because they're now engaged and, but, but he, they weren't engaged when I did this interview and I was kind of still mad about the rejection I felt from this guy that like, didn't really want a relationship with me, even though I wanted one. And the truth is I, I he, he said something, Howard said something, I can't believe you blank, blank got to bang you. And I go, Oh no, he didn't, we didn't have sex. No. And he was like, really? And I, he goes, what'd you do? And I would never actually say that I would, I would never get into detail. Like I don't kiss and tell in detail on like, stuff like this where the person hasn't consented to do it. But like, he kept asking me what I'd done. I'd be like, okay, I blew him. You know, like if you really want to know, I wasn't like state, he got it out of me. Right. So now whenever this person's name comes up, they just go, Oh, Nikki Glazer blew him. And it's like, it's so, so his name came up yesterday because they were watching a show that he was on on Sunday and they were like, I guess making fun of him. And they go, Nikki Glazer blew him. And, uh, and I was just, I got these, I just ignored it because I don't, he has a fiance now. And if I was his fiance and I kept hearing about this girl, like, and he probably has put it out there. Like she's so annoying. She, she won't stop talking about me, even though he loves that. I brought him up in Stern cause he's a big Stern head, but I have no animosity there anymore. I'm not trying to like infiltrate. I just don't want to make, I don't want to make things awkward. So anyway, I came up in that way, but Mark Paul Gossler also uh, texted me over the, like a couple months ago, I woke up to a text from him that said, um, ham hands bill once have you, are you listening to, uh, the, what the, the whack pack wish list, all the whack packers, these weirdos that call into the show and are part of the show, these characters, one of them is called ham hands bill. And they asked him what his, what he wanted for Christmas. And Robin had to guess. It was like this quiz they were doing. And he was like, did he want blank blank or Nikki Glazer? And she's like, well, Nikki Glazer. Well, I know that this person, this whack packer liked her and this, because I've been around all these guys. And then he finally guessed, she is like, she gets it wrong. And they're like, no, it's ham hands bill. And they cut to a clip of him saying that he, and it's disgusting. Like he's like, and I just, I want to, he's talked about how he wants to like finger me and go down on me and smell my panties. It's like really viscerally disgusting. But Mark Paul woke me up in the morning with that. And I wouldn't have found out otherwise. I mean, it would eventually, I think, cause I, cause I listen to Stern, but getting a text from Zach Morris when I'm a 36 year old woman that is just like about like, I heard you on this and you were great. Like my life is so awesome. You guys, I, it's not lost on me. And when I have moments like earlier today, when I'm looking around and there is a tin of dog food out on my balcony because it has mold on it. Cause I left it out for, I left it here for three months and it is filled with mold. It's a, a tin with like, you know, 
popcorn comes in like caramel and cheddar like in the christmas time there's a santa claus on it i don't know what to do with it because i don't like throwing out things so that's gonna sit out there forever so although i am achieving a level of success that i never dreamed of i still have dog food rotting dog food on my balcony that will probably be there another month because i don't know what to do with it so I don't, I don't know what my point is. I, I just felt like I was kind of bragging for a second. I wanted to bring it back down. I'm, my counter is covered in Zevia cans. I have to take out the trash. There is, I spilled oatmeal, chocolate oatmeal on a stack of cords that I have to go through and individually wash each cord, which I'm not going to do. I'm just going to, I grab the globules, but all these cords have oatmeal on it. I'm a mess and it's okay. And I love it about myself. And I want you to know that let's bring in my roommate, Andrew Collins. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Tired of hair removal tools that just don't cut it? Conair Girl Bomb gives you smooth, flawless results while putting you firmly in control. From achieving that silky smooth skin to boosting your inner confidence, Conair Girl Bomb is all about helping you elevate your self care game. Whether it's creating a hype playlist, throwing yourself into a hobby, or scheduling some me time, self care is important to keeping you feeling confident and empowered. It's time to take your hair removal routine to the next level. You can trust Conair Girl Bomb to get the job done right. Conair Girl Bomb gives you the secret weapons for achieving powerful results with ease. Designed with women in mind, these tools boast the sassy Girl Bomb grip for unparalleled handling and precision, along with professional grade blades to deliver results that you used to only get from men's tools. No more compromising. So, to all you incredible women out there, treat yourself to a little Conair Girl Bomb magic. Don't settle for anything less than perfection. Elevate your grooming game with Conair Girl Bomb. Available now at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, I have the podcast to really vent about stuff that's been bothering me, but even that, I can't say some of the stuff I need to sometimes. And there's certain things you just really can't tell anyone, and that's when you need a therapist. They're just there to listen. They can handle it. They've heard it all before. They can tolerate it. And that's why I love therapists. Don't think that you have to get through anything you're dealing with alone. That is not the way being a human works. You need to tell someone, please take this opportunity and check out BetterHelp because they will find you a therapist who will meet your needs. I've benefited so much from therapy of saying the darkest stuff I would never even say in the podcast. And I know you're like, wait a second, you leave dark stuff off the podcast? Yes, I, I get even darker if you can believe it. So if you're starting of thinking giving therapy a try, try through BetterHelp. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. And it's online and you can leave your therapist at any point with no questions asked. So this is perfect for someone who's noncommittal, who's scared, um, who's never tried therapy before. Get whatever you've got off your chest. Get it off your chest with with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Nikki Glaser today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash Nikki Glaser. Are you looking for some amazing TV to stream? Well, sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu right now. One of my favorite shows ever. And I mean, don't you want to know how he met their mother? Then go back home with the Dumfies, the Pritchetts, and the Pritchett Tuckers in Modern Family. Then you can start over with the Roses on Schitt's Creek. And then see what's up in the Kyle household in My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits. Streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. I mean, can you even watch all of this? We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. Well, the weather is getting a lot warmer, and so your wardrobe probably needs an update. I know mine does, and it's so hard when you want to buy new stuff because you want it to last a long time, you want it to look really good, and you want it to, like, stand the test of time in terms of, like, fashion. At least that's what I want. And so that's why I love Quince, because Quince is all about effortless fashion that looks chic and timeless year-round. 
I'm talking premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30. Washable silk top. They have so many chic jewelry pieces like these globe boho hoops. I love those. You could just blindly click and end up with such wardrobe essentials. They're not wasting your time at Quince. I love the Quince um, dress I got. I'm trying to find it because I want to say the exact name of it, but it's like this long sleeve dress, but it's like a midi skirt. It's so cute. It's like silky feeling. It's just, I've told you about it before. Okay, there's so much cute stuff on here. I got to go and get back to the podcast, but you know what to do. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to Quince.com slash Nikki for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C, Quince.com slash Nikki to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash Nikki. Hey, Andrew. Good afternoons. <laughs> I was going to say good morning, and then I realized that actually our podcast comes out at night, so good night. Good night. Good night. No one ever says good night uh, to start something. It's good morning, oh, yeah. and then you say good night when you're leaving. Good night. But you never say good morning when you're leaving someone. And, and good morning. We should switch that. Let's switch it up. Yeah, maybe bad night. Uh, but that's what ba- you say when, you are leaving when you're leaving someone? When you're starting a night. Bad Bad night, here it comes. Bad, bad night. night. Bad, bad, uh, yeah, I need this. The logic is so twisted on this, I'm getting confused. But yes, I want in the in the morning, I would like to say so, to someone when I'm saying goodbye at Starbucks, good morning, and then I leave. Yes. One time I was at Starbucks and I said to the person, have a good one, even though the woman was like such a bitch to me. I remember this barista was like so aggressive to me and in a way that like, I, I love aggressive baristas. Most of them have reason to be. I stand up for Starbucks employees more than anyone online in these forums. Like, I hate people that treat people. I Over the weekend, I was at an airport uh, in Miami. I had a nine-hour layover or something. And I was at a Starbucks in a section of the airport that was kind of dead. But then it all of a sudden picked up so much. And I was in line. And there was one girl working both the register and making the drinks. And there was two people behind me. And the line was getting longer and longer and, and it was taking forever. And the girl was just actually taking her time and, instead of being like rushed and frantic. And she wasn't doing it in a way that was rude. She was just like, you could tell she was freaking out. And the people behind me were going, oh, like making noises. And I just go, God, yeah, I know. Doesn't it, wouldn't it suck to be her right now? And they go, well, a woman just came and stalked the, um, or I go, I go, they're clearly they're understaffed and this is unexpected, this line. This is, that's gotta be so hard for her. And they go, well, this woman just came by and stocked the fridge. She should be back there making drinks. And I go, she probably would be if she was trained to do it. I'm, I'm guessing she's probably not trained to work the register or the drink. So like, that's not possible. I'm sure like they would have her on that if they, like obviously this is an issue. And I was just very polite about it. But at the end of it, the guy eventually this like very Trumpy guy. And I'm only saying that because he was wearing like American flag things and had a sunburnt face and was white and loud and entitled. He was like, um, he finally goes, Oh yeah. I mean, that would be, that would be terrible to be in her position. I was like, there we are. We got it to the place of like, I'm not going to get my drink in time to make it to my gate, even though I have an hour and this is too long to, does, do you think this woman wants to be the only person working here? Think about that for a second before you get mad at people ever. Just think about their situation and how you probably could be in that too. So that being said, there was a barista that was rude to me once and I literally go, have a good, have a good one. And I remember I tweeted, I, I said, like, I just had a rude barista and I said, have a good one. And I wasn't lying because I meant death. <laughs> Bad night. Uh, the, uh, but to say have a good one to I, someone and mean have a good death, like say it in your head, have a good death. That's like very satisfying. That that gets that gets you away with being able to lie, but not really lying. You know what I'm saying? The thing about like when the guy's getting so upset, it becomes a game of telephone where like when you're in line, it, it becomes. Oh, can you believe this? And then the next person goes, I know, I can't believe it. And they like bond over it. And it's a way to bring community together. And and then you going, yeah, I can believe it takes away that whole momentum because by the end of the line there's someone going i can't get on yeah right yeah it breaks it up oh because you're right it's it's like you're right it goes down the line i have been a person i will say that's in a line to check bags to make it on a flight because like you can get to an airport but you got to check your bags at least 45 minutes before takeoff time there's a lot of weird rules sometimes you just go that's not gonna be possible and you're looking at the people at the delta counter there's enough people to get this line taken care of but they are dilly dallying and then there's the people that are at the counter and are just moving at a snail's pace looking for their license waiting to get their license out until they get up to the counter 
It's a long line, people. Get your licenses out in anticipation that everyone here doesn't want to be in this line. Like, move quickly. As someone who moves quickly, I understand that it's easier for me to say that. But I have been someone that just goes, I never get mad at waiters, though, or or any service well, industry yeah. because they don't want to be slow. Well, we're very opposite in the way, like, you'll have the app ready to go. Like, you know, like, you'll always be ready. But then... I don't I'm, like waiting. But I it also makes me... like to get somewhere early. So I think that's where I our hate... disconnect is. You like getting to so here, stand-up so, shows early. Yeah, stand-up shows. Or the airport I like to get to early because, one, because so I, I don't take the time to go through clear and stuff. What I'm saying, though, is, like, right. I have more time. I'm more patient with it. You like to leave kind of at the last second, usually. No, not you for used the airport. to get mad at me. I understand that. There were a couple times where I did leave for the airport it with due time because... It wasn't like I was one of these people that gets there 15 minutes before. Like it, it just like we got in terrible traffic that one time. That well, it was yes. really I mean, that bad. That was the only show we that ever was missed. Insane. But generally, airport. I have I learned from calling it close so many times that the stress you endure thinking you're going to miss your flight is just not worth it. So just go four hours earlier. And I, it's just like it, it ages you when you. And then when there are flight delays and like when you can have a flight delay or be on a tarmac and you've been on the tarmac for two hours and you hear the the guys say that we're going back to the gate and it's still, it's canceled or something to be able to like have that moment and just go all right go with the flow is like some powerful shit and i've been there before of being able to just like n- just take life yeah. as it comes and not freak out but it's really hard to do when you're being you know uh shuffled around like cattle like a traveling makes you is a dehumanizing experience so people are just in a a more agitated state i get agitated at the airport with people that aren't aware i slept good i actually (laughs) saw something uh last night that kept me up a little bit because so someone tell me and by the way that was a compliment to you i know that came off I'm saying that like no, I don't I, do I the love, mi- I don't do the mild stuff. I don't do the uh, clear or what's the other thing yeah, called? Yeah, you're the guy that wouldn't walk across the street to put toppings on his burger to make it better. Yes, you would yeah. eat the burger there. So yeah, you're not a member yeah. of mileage clubs. You're not a member of TSA pre. You're and not I could a, be a member of. Uh, you yeah. could be easily. Yeah. So yeah, anyways, I get it. You don't do the, you don't download the apps. I download the Starbucks app and I order on a Starbucks app because I walk in the store and I just grab it. I don't have to wait in line. I don't have to get frustrated at the person in front of me for not knowing what they want to order. Like it cuts. And it makes my day efficient to go boom, boom, boom. And if I never have to wait, um, yeah. I never have to feel my feelings. That's all I also think. I'm oh. running from s- stillness where I might be in a waiting room and th- have to think about the guy I like that doesn't like me, the job I'm nervous about coming up, the fact that I got, I'm not going to get much sleep this week. Like if I keep oh, moving, so I never have to think or feel. to protect you from your own thoughts. Yeah, absolutely. You always keep moving. That's why and I'm that's a workaholic. Why, that's why anyone is. Yeah. And that's why you do last second things because... If you decide to do that, then I like then less. You know, yeah, because yeah. I like my. I never. If you look at my schedule, I am on. I show up at. It's one thing to the next. There's no. Yeah. If there's any time in between, it's so that I can put on makeup for it or eat a quick lunch. But that's why it blows my mind when we get from the tarmac. We're on there for two hours, and they go, "Well, we got to go back to the airport." You're like, "That's fine. That's how life is." Like, don't. I've been it's there like before. Kind of wild, like that. You're both sides to that. I know. I want to get more on that other side. So, <laughs> yeah. what happened last night? And I want to get more on your side. Um, I, last night. So, tell me what you think about this because it happens to me a lot. I'll read on Instagram someone died or whatever, and they don't say or someone's sick. And they don't say why they're sick or wh- how they died. And all I want to know, Who and I know this? it's, I, I don't want to say the person, but they had a sick daughter. Okay. Right? Yeah. And they didn't, um, it's a oh, celebrity. Y- a younger person died and they didn't release the cause of it. Well, so this, this, I'm sorry, the baby was two years old. Oh. It's sick. It showed like its face, like cut up for some reason. And he goes, oh, please. Thank you so much for your prayers. And then one person wrote like, hey. What happened? I know I, you're in my prayers. I'm just wondering what happened. I know I'm curious. Like even more said, of a curiosity, of course. Literally, it fifty people were like, "It ain't, it ain't." Stop Everyone being nosy, wanted piece to know. of shit. Everyone, Everyone wants wanted to know. to know. It's they. You get mad at what you are. You know, like. <laughs> It just, there's never been an example of anyone getting mad at someone and it's not coming from the fact that that person is either scared to do what that person did and so they want to convince themselves that I shouldn't do that so I'm going to get mad at it and it further reinforces the fact that I'm, I'm smart not to do that thing which is ask about how the kid died. Yes. Or they get mad because it's something they hate about themselves. So it's always that. And like, 
That's Do you the way, get like, curious though? Getting canceled, I'm not scared of it because if I get canceled for something I said, there will be so many people that deep down know they either laughed at the thing I said, you know, whatever it takes me down someday, which I don't think I'm going to get taken down because I'm a good person and my jokes have been done in irony and stuff. The ones that would be, you know, questionable. Oh, in but, March of 84. Yeah. Though. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I love that you're like, you're like thinking born. of like three jokes in particular. No, I mean, they, they, I do have jokes out there that I'm just like, yikes. And I'm not proud of them. And I would genuinely offer an apology if people felt bad about them. And I would explain that it, to me that what like the different time thing like but I, why do we get so curious to know why the person died or why I, the person sick that's why you look at a car crash longer that is why i want to i lo- that's why you want to he- look at i like murder scene photos that's why i mean <laughs> this is really taking a, a little bit of a, a detour but i want to talk about it at some point there is a, an amazing podcast that sam harris did called his podcast is called making sense and he did an amazing podcast last year that i somehow missed i'm a huge like i love him it's called the biggest epidemic or the most dangerous epidemic and i think i just read that title and was like i don't want to hear about another fucking mega flu but what it was about was child sex images which is uh also known as child pornography although that word should not be used because it makes it sound like it's like hot or something yes yeah so child sex abuse images it's also it's child sex abuse image it's called csab or something something they're called whatever whatever it's called but it's it's about the pan the 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 epidemic of that which if i can just give you some broad numbers there were like in 2007 there were like under i was i don't know these figures they're on the podcast but this is just to tell you there were like something like 700,000 reports of child uh, child abuse sex images on the internet. Do you remember 2007? The internet was fairly, like, everyone was using it. Everyone was on it. MySpace days, you know? Um, 700,000 uh, reports of it. Um, cut to present day, and there's, like, seven, 70 million. I think it was, like, something like, the numbers were that. It's become huge, and the problem is, is not just people watching it that are pedophiles. Um, this is a staggering number that I just want to share with you. 5% of any general population consumes child sex abuse images online. That is any group of people. I'm guessing this are mainly men, but like it's 5% of the human race that, uh, that consumes. I don't know if that's a U.S. stat or world, but that's 5%, three to 5% is what they guess. And the thing, the weirdest thing is, is that that's way more than how many pedophiles are out there. So people are viewing this stuff not because they're pedophiles, but because the internet has taken them so down these disgusting holes that, and, and, and I'm not saying that I relate to these people, but let me just say this. I never thought I would be into watching fisting, right? In my porn, ever. And I, this is not me sympathizing with people who trade this stuff. This stuff is a, a plague and needs to be eradicated. And this podcast informs you and gives you all the like information you need to have. And everyone needs to have this information. Please go listen to this. But my point is, is that when you, the morbid curiosity, the weird tunnels that these people can go down because they want, you know, there's, there's pictures of, the, you know, the, the ones, the, the deaths people used to watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, th- these things that people, these extreme videos people crave. And I, porn, I start out watching people have penetrative sex uh, missionary yeah, style. Yeah, the gateway drug. And now the I'm watching fisting and women in, in, yeah. in, in different ch- chambers tied up and yeah. just you know, the like heroin of porn. anal, like, uh, just, they're, they're, they're all going to anal college. Like, I never even knew there were these universities. There are things that I've learned in porn and places I've gone that I never would have predicted for myself. So what's happening with child sex abuse images is that people are hunting them down and in, and enjoying these things and they're not even pedophiles they're just people that have become desensitized to what what could i see next that's going to shock me and that's that's the end game of shock i mean that's the worst thing is is child like child so this is a scourge is the word i was looking for instead of plague this is a scourge on society that is exactly what you're talking about of wanting to see or know the morbid details of something. And it's just a weird spectrum that many people follow down to a place where only pedophiles have gone before. And that's what the internet has given us. It's made us desensitized. Well, I also, yes. And I think that the, the no, for me, if it's someone that's like died, that's my age, you kind of, for a while, because of my fear of death, 
I want to know why they died or how they died to then go, I could wrap my head around that and go, okay, well, I'm not going to die. Oh, I don't ever personalize it really. I think I used to do that, but now I just, when people are old, you just go, oh, I'd like to know, but probably cancer. But when they're young, you're like overdose, car accident, suicide. Now the mass shooting, murder, suicide. There's so many new options now to people our age killing themselves. Let's get to the news. You heard it here first. You heard it here first. Yeah, you heard it here first. Ah, you did. You heard it here first. There's no way you actually heard this story anywhere else. And if you think you read it somewhere, you're lying to yourself. Anyhow, I hope you're having fun out there in all the swells. I really do mean that. Even that one bitch that left me 10 years ago named Diane. Okay. <laughs> that would be crazy if you if you dated someone named Diane. No one's named Diane 10 years ago that you were. The, well, not uh, anymore because I killed her. Oh, yeah, that's true. She is gone. You can read about it in my blog. Okay. <laughs> I, we'll never find out how she died, though, because even though we really want to know. I can't. That's very rude to ask if Di- how Diane died, how I killed her. What was it? Yeah. Well, I strangled her. Oh, I'll, okay. I'll let you know. Wait, wait, what is this from? I killed them all. I killed them all and the burping and I killed them all. What's I don't know, but I love it. Oh my God. The, the jinx. Oh, that's remember what he does what, at the end. I never saw it. You never saw it. Oh, my spoiler bad. alert. I mean like all over. That was a spoiler, alert, but you I mean, even in the middle. It. Yeah. The middle, <laughs> <laughs> middle, middle spoiler. You mean when Kaiser Soze is, <gasps> uh, uh, Gwyneth Paltrow's head is in the <gasps> uh, circle thing. Yeah. Circle thing. <laughs> no, I didn't oh, want to say uh, box. Hat box? square. <laughs> no, dude, I it, the, one of the meanest things I've ever did in my life, or done, did, did, uh, did done, did, done, did it, <laughs> was what tell someone who Kaiser Soze was right when they were starting Usual Suspects. Oh, you did that on yeah. purpose and just that, to be a dick? Well, like, what kind of an asshole am, was That's, I? I? I like that guy. That guy that does I like that? that guy. I literally wow, like that guy. I respect. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, I, I, mean, I thought I, you would hate that guy I, so much. I would hate you to do that to me, but it sounds like this guy had it coming. He did. His name was was Kevin. Okay. So, all right. <laughs> Kevin? Really? Yeah. Yeah. yeah Kevin. Was that your frat? He was a ginger. That you burnt so. down? Uh, let's not get into that. Okay. Right? Let's. Check out Puddles, Andrew's podcast, if you want to hear that that story. A new study shows that MDMA, known as ecstasy or molly, can bring relief paired with talk therapy to those with severe PTSD. Wait, let's let's back up. Can bring what? Can bring relief when paired with talk therapy to those with severe... No, you did not put an F on that relief before. I just want to say that, and we can go back and listen to the tapes. But I want you all to skip back, and did you hear an F at the beginning? Okay, so MDMA... Apparently, I got an F for how I read that. Okay, here we go. So MDMA <laughs> can bring relief to PTSD. 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 We say PTSD like it, um, an, an Italian, Italian grandmother. Papa Deli. Oh, okay. Yeah, the, the pepperoncini and the PTSD. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, can I get a? Can I get a? I need three more PTSD. With a side ADHD. ADHD. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can I? And uh, can I get some MDMA with that? Oh wait, no, that you can't. It's just being regulated yeah, for like, now. Uh, can I get some bipolar? Dude, no, I am so into this. Work. I wanted. I I sent you this article. I don't even know what it's about because I thought it was going to be about mushrooms. Oh. But but I am so into alternative medicine for uh, PTSD and for different trauma, whether it's, you know, whatever you went through in life. Like, it's, you're talking about this the other night. Talk therapy is kind of out, y'all. Like, the new therapy is just tripping your balls off and having someone help you through it. You can get done in three sessions with, like, mushrooms and MDMA and LSD and, and different therapies like this. If it's regulated, right, three sessions, what 10 years could do to unwind what some soldiers have been through. That was like a stat that I read once. But tell me more about this. Well, the problem is, is apparently they have to dance with glow sticks for six days, which okay, is tough. That's, well, that's not bad, six days with glow sticks. <laughs> so you have to go to... Um, Burning Man. Uh, and, okay, yeah, I think Burning Man's canceled again. Good. Good riddance, Burning Man. Okay, no, but seriously, like 90 people took this study, did this study with the MDMA. Okay, I, I have a question, though, after this. Okay, mm-hmm. symptoms compared with those who received uh, therapy and inactive placebo. Okay, two months after treatment, 67% of participants participants in the MDMA group no longer qualify for diagnosis of PTASD. Damn, so, okay. What, compared so they with that- 32% of the placebo group. So what was the first number? 60%? 67%. 67%. That is huge. I mean, this is only a study with 90 people. So, like, let's, like, 
I don't I these these studies I always kind of take with a grain of salt of like okay it's a study but this is that's those are big numbers. But that's what I was going to say because I know plenty of people that did a lot of Molly in in my early twenties. Yeah, and they were fried. And I've done Molly before. And this is the thing. What when does I, that mean? They're fried because I recently met someone who seemed a little. I will say, not didn't have the like the biggest personality. A little like. Yeah, like just uh, like my friend referred to uh, this person as has the personality of a dial tone that they're just a dial tone, and it was like it made so much sense. And then we found out possibly that this person might have just done too much Molly in the past. And is that a thing? Well, she doesn't have PTSD anymore. I mean, this she definitely didn't. A dial tone does not have anything going on. So <laughs> we're not talking about massive doses of this that are going to leave you you zonked. Yeah, right? but here's the thing: like I, sometimes I read these kind of studies, and then I go, "Well, how did it affect me when I took Molly?" Okay, or X to see and I've I gotta tell it. you I was never sadder and more depressed for the next three days of my life but maybe after that maybe it does do something but here's the thing you haven't done yours you don't know where you got it you got it from some guy named Tad in a bathroom at a club in you know Palm yeah, Beach so but he had a stethoscope <laughs> so I think what's that's that, was my, a, that was a badass word for me to go for that was there was a lot of th's in that <laughs> oh that my god good. dude I went for it now listen that made up for the fact that you didn't do the relief I already forgot about the fact that you said relief but you didn't say that the, the relief, half part yeah. of it I forgot about it already because of that um, this is very interesting. I did mushrooms recently and I find them very therapeutic and just like, I don't do a lot of them. I didn't want to trip hard, but I am scared of that next day of feeling depleted and not feeling good or feeling like messing with my brain chemistry. But I am already experimenting, experimenting myself with these kind of different psychotherapies because dude, I gotta, I gotta do LSD. I gotta do mushrooms. I gotta do ayahuasca. I gotta do, I gotta do ecstasy. I've never done it. And I want to feel it. I well, want to dance. Can. I will love it yeah. so much. I can't wait to do it. And I was always scared to do it because holes in your brain, but give me some holes in my brain. Make those holes right over the place where I got kind of rape kissed as a teenager. Put another hole over the time that a guy called me ugly. Like let's fix these. Let's put holes where I don't want to remember this trauma, which is exactly what this shit is for. <laughs> Next story. And fill my holes please yeah. with anything except my asshole because <laughs> you know that fisting. thing's bad uh tail okay some tail. holes get, speaking of holes here's a story for you some holes are getting poked in an article put out recently about decreasing sperm and shrinking penises some holes are getting poked in yeah. this story yeah apparently although the research tried to not be biased the studies used did not include men from all regions of the world scientists claim that although plastic chemicals can be harmful there is not a way to prove that fertility and shrinking penises are only caused by them so right. apparently well, it's happening is, yeah well yeah penises but well then, that's good because now they can fit inside plastic bottles that are going to be <laughs> the like main source of uh, they're going to be yeah any you can fuck anything now because you have smaller penises because plastic plastic is if out you're of control a guy and, and you've ever tried to piss in a gatorade bottle oh yeah on the, while you're driving on a long that road trip like your dick would fit nicely in a gatorade top it does it okay. does but it's still it, it, it's iffy it, a poland springs you're you're pushing your luck oh my god a, a poland spring a, um <laughs> what about a, like a, a red bull can you just slide it in the little that would well, five actually hour hurt. energy i my dick oh my can god. fit in there perfect actually i'll give you a blowjob <laughs> that's so toothy you'll think you're fucking a red bull can tight and toothy <laughs> Um, no, that's... It'll give you wings. Yeah, okay, so penises are shrinking due to plastics. Listen, and they're saying it's not plastics, but that technically penis size is shrinking based on the regions they covered. Even if it is, like, Boston, I'm still worried about the guys' penises in Boston. Also, I'm not worried about them because sex toys make life amazing, and guys with small penises can have women who are more pleased than men with big penises and i promise you that's true and also plastics are everywhere and we're ingesting them all the time we will only see later how fucking devastating all of these rays coming off our phones and you know sugar and all the things we're ingesting all the time that we don't think of as like cigarette smoke and a little self-help for people out there look when i was a kid i chewed on pen caps i chewed on plastic yeah. tops mm -hmm. and my dick is decent Yes. So for every kid out there that's listening. Think of what it could have been. Yeah. Oh, my God. If I didn't chew and on listen, every. And listen, the plastic is going to help the girl come in the end because a lot of these dildos and stuff are made from plastic like materials. So whatever you dick, plastic took away from your dick, it'll give back to you in other dicks. Next story. <laughs> By the way, dildos aren't as big as I thought they were. Yeah, I think so, men are very concerned. The dildo is going to be so big. It's like. 
No, they're not. Like the other night, I couldn't even get this one in me. I was just like, I, I had to literally go out to the, my box and open a new thing of lube because I was like, this thing will not go. And I needed it because it's the one that moves. I got one that just is stationary and I have to move. And then I would start out with that one. And that one's like what's, a super plus tampon. What's that going one's on big. on that side of the house? Oh, so much. You don't even know. I just gave you my pillow top mattress. Like I have this awesome pillow top mattress <laughs> that like our mattress top. That's just this down thing. It's made from down. So I already don't like it because it's animals, but I got it before I was like very staunchly that, and it makes me too hot. It's so fluffy and wonderful, but I just overheat. And so I just gave it to Andrew. I'm so excited for you to have it. You're, it's luxury. I mean, I just don't know how and what the I, smells on that thing are going to be. And that explains why it's, it's wet. That's why I wanted to tell you. You asked before, why is this damp and smells like uh, vaginal fluid? And, and there, you, there you have it. Look, your boy, your boy loves a waterbed. You know that. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever tried to fuck on a waterbed? No. I just tried to jerk off on one and I drowned. That's hilarious. Okay. Yeah, it was bad. We took a lot of time with those topics. Let's get to why do I care? Why do I care? <laughs> Why do I care about the celebrity news sto- story? All right, Daria. That, oh, so, that did sound like Daria. <laughs> okay, so... A t- okay, Quinn. <laughs> a TikTok uh, person uh, breaks Raya rules and leaks a video of Ben Affleck asking why she unmatched him. So they matched on Raya. They she matched on Raya, the, on the celebrity dating app. And then she thought it was fake because I am on Raya. I've seen Ben on there. And like his profile seems like like he t- has pictures. He Googled Ben Affleck and then took Google image search pictures. It's like literally him walking out to his trash cans like with his ex-girlfriend. No, it's not that. But like it's. But that makes way more sense if she so didn't she thought think it was, it was fake. Oh. And so she unmatched on Raya and then he found her on Instagram and sent her what I what that video of him talk. Can we play it really quick? Uh, I could play it here. Okay, so it says thinking up the time I matched with Ben Affleck on Raya and thought it was a fake, so I unmatched him and he sent me a video on Instagram. Why did you unmatch me? It's me. Oh, he is so hot in that. I literally got so horny when I saw that. Sounded like he was getting his role for Batman. Oh, I don't know what it is about him. I am really into him. And, yeah, and he's someone hot. posted yeah. on, um, I mean, obviously, but someone, I'm into him being like kind of broken now. Or not broken, but like he was open about his breaking his sobriety. He got that crazy back tattoo that I thought was very vulnerable. I really like Ben Affleck, and I, I know we'll never, never end up together, but I'm shooting my shot every chance I get, and I talked about it on Conan once. I was on Raya swiping, and I go, I'm just swipe. Or he was talking about Raya, and I go, I'm just on there for Ben Affleck. I'm just swiping for Benny Boy, and they put um, a, a gif up yesterday of me saying that, and it was right before that it got announced. They just randomly Here's put the it thing. up. This girl... It, this girl's just a regular girl. If he's getting unmatched on Raya, then finding her on Instagram to then ask why you unmatched her, you have a shot with Ben Affleck. I'm here to say it right now. I do? Yes. No, I don't. This yes, is thing. you do. No. This girl... This girl was nothing. I mean, I She's do, nobody. Because, right, I know, but that, that this is the thing. I don't... That... That to me did not give me hope because I, I thought about it. Believe me, I read this whole story and I was a little bit annoyed because I haven't matched with him on Raya. He's seen me on Raya. There's no doubt. I've seen him so many times. So he's definitely seen me. And he had to say no because we would have matched. So that is the first reason I okay, don't think well, I have a, a chance good, with him. The second good. reason is that <laughs> celebrity guys do not want to date comedian women. They are too, they're too private. I am someone who is talk about who I date openly. Like it takes a cool ass motherfucker who is very like, okay with every anything being said and and he probably and he's into he's into like Gwyneth I mean he dated Gwyneth Patrick he likes blondes it's not like something like he's not physically wouldn't be into me but um I just I have to meet him in person and then I probably will stand a chance but no I, I, just, he's what, going after models he's going uh, after yeah, thoughts I'm just thinking about like what kind and of she guy seems great, gets unmatched she's hot. looks up her name like you. celebrities are just like me <laughs> just like us you know Listen, like because he was into like, her because he was he had looked at her profile he had probably already searched for her when he said yes to her and then she matched with him and then they matched and he got so excited that he went to go talk to her or he looked her up then you know he got excited and then he went back to, to send her a message on raya and she was gone so he already had her instagram i mean it makes sense i would do that okay but what about this girl Remember going on I messaged TikTok? that one guy what about this girl though going on tiktok and sh- and showing this video i mean that's kind of rude i mean no I, and now she's now she can't get it but like no, I, no, no. I'm just saying, like, in general, like, that's a private DM. I don't Does think she... there's anything wrong with that. It's so funny really? that you sent that. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think Ben should laugh about it and be like, yeah, I sent that. Like, there's nothing wrong about these things that people get, like, admonished for. What's wrong about Ben Affleck being like, 
Hey girl, why did you unmatch me? It's me, Ben. Like my only thing is, it's, pri- it's a private. That? It's a private thing. Bro- I get public. it, but, but I mean, granted, yes, you should have checked. About- and I always do check with people when I share screenshots of conversations. And I'm like, this is funny. Can I share this? I do check, except when it's my mom, and I'm making fun of the fact that she thought my sister's name for her baby was a fake name and said, is that really her name? So there are times where I breach that, but overall, yes, I do check. And I've talked about celebrities DMing me and stuff. Uh, and no, broken their privacy and said what too. they say. I, so, yeah. I think it's something about like seeing the actual clip. Anytime there's video, it, it beats. Uh, right. Videos. Like, video can. makes things different. I don't know why. Like the picture of Julian Edelman after he had sex after the Super Bowl, the girl posted in bed with her when she just fucked him. Yes. A Brett Favre's penis. That was Brett like Favre's little penis. weird, like s- weirdly colored. He had some plastics. Okay. Now it's time for our newest segment called. Oh my God. Have you seen this? Thank you, Noah. It's called, this is, oh my God, have you seen this? This is where we feature a video or some kind of internet phenomenon that you must know. And I like, I want to keep it like YouTube videos because I think a very fun thing to do is bring out the computer when you're gathered with some friends and just be like, let's pull up funny YouTube videos or cool things that are impactful. And these are just things I hope you've seen and I assume you've seen, but if you haven't, actually, I don't assume you've seen this. Uh, let's, but these these are all sorry Noah. these are all just videos that i think everyone should see that are important and i also want to ask our listeners to uh suggest different titles for this because i want to know what i must see and what i haven't seen like let's submit examples videos, of this right? yeah i submit yeah, videos submit to videos. us by writing into the show the nikki glazer podcast at gmail.com or you can uh dm the show uh, Nikki Glazer pod on Instagram. I want, um, yeah, I want to hear what we must see. And, and I'm talking videos like that are as good as like Charlie bit my finger. Um, uh, the Elizabeth got fingered. Elizabeth like, got fingered. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, Kimberly Stewart uh, falling on the red carpet when she started that motorcycle. Oh, Things like this best. that are like, maybe you missed this, but you need to see this Nikki and Andrew. So this is the one for you. This started yesterday. I told you to watch Silver Springs. All right. I told you to listen to Silver Springs by Fleetwood Mac, the live version, because I wanted today to tell you the story of this song. And also, I want to talk about the YouTube video of this exact performance I had you listen to by Fleetwood Mac of Silver Springs at uh, their uh, during their album recording. I think it's called The Dance. You can look it up on YouTube, the video of it. Now, this song got brought to my attention because one of our listeners, one of our besties, um, uh, Alan Carroll, one of our besties, said, after hearing you talk on the podcast about haunting an ex, I want to recommend the song Silver Springs by Fleetwood Mac. It's the ultimate fuck you song. Maybe you already know it. Absolutely about, about haunting an ex and totally empowering. Made a little spicier because Stevie Nicks wrote it about a bandmate. Also, don't let anyone tell you watching more videos is anything but normal and awesome. Thank you so much, Alan. Alan, I definitely revisited the song and that is what inspired this segment um, because I loved this song when it first came into my field of vision uh, in like 1998. And it was all because of that live recording in, that was done in 1997 of Fleetwood Mac getting back together. They won a, they were nominated for a bunch of Grammys for this album. The story of Silver Springs, though, is fascinating. Andrew, I read you the Rolling Stone piece that, that captured all of it. I just want to paraphrase it for our listeners because I don't want to make people go read that whole article. What do you want to tell the story with me? Yeah. So, uh, Fleetwood Mac, uh, he, she met Lindsay when they were kids. Stevie Nicks. Stevie Nicks met Lindsay. Lindsay when- Buckingham is the person she wrote it about. He is the guitar lead guitarist in Fleetwood Mac. They met at <laughs> religious camp and it, when they were young and then after high school started dating. Yeah. I was doing word economy there by not knowing their last names. Um, so yeah, no. So <laughs> then they, uh, Lindsay was, was asked to be in Fleetwood Mac. He said, I'm not going to be in there without, uh, my girl, Stevie, who were, they were already performing and writing together as a duo. Lindsay got asked by Fleetwood Mac to join Fleetwood Mac. 
that was already a band. Lindsay said, I'm not going without Stevie. Stevie got brought on, and their first uh, self-titled album, I think, was... Uh, rumors? No. No, Rumors was the second uh, one. Um. By the time they were writing Rumors, the band started breaking up. Lindsay and Stevie... Stevie broke up with Lindsay. Lindsay uh, was frustrated and started just dating other women, and Stevie couldn't handle it, even though she started the breakup. Christy McVie and also uh, the one... Mick... Maybe Mick Fleetwood, maybe another... It was another bandmate also was breaking up. Rumors, that whole album is their breakup up songs so stevie next wrote the song silver springs it wasn't even going to be on the album because it was too long they said that's what the producer yes. said back in the day if it was over a certain amount of time it's not on there so it was kind of a slower song because vinyl didn't allow for cds to just be infinite you know or you know now digitally you can just do however long you want but it was a certain number of space yeah and stevie nicks really wanted it on there also because she gave her mother the rights to the song yeah so the song ended up not on there she gave her mother the rights to the song because she wanted her mom she wanted to like pay it like Get, make her mom some money for like supporting her career and like pay homage to her mom. So she goes, oh, I'm going to give her my mom the, the creative or like the publishing rights. So she'll make a ton of money off this song that I just wrote. That is a fucking barn burner of a song and an amazing song. The, so then they go to make, put this album together. It doesn't fit on the album. Max Mick Fleetwood has to take Stevie Nicks out in the parking lot and say, Hey, this song silver Springs, it's not going to fit. We can't do it. And she is furious. She said every evil thing she's ever said to him. It was huge, huge contention. Finally, they find some way to get this album on the B sides of a later release of this rumors out. Like it's, it's just shoved on this like thing that only Uber fans would ever even get. And uh, silver Springs, it, they played a couple times live in concert, but it's never a part of their repertoire cut to 1997. This is 20 years after uh, Fleetwood Mac was making rumors. They get back together or they all get back together. Since then, Stevie has written a ton about Lindsay. Lindsay was writing about Stevie. They would always sing stuff to each other, but it was this song was written. Silver Springs is a, a town in Maryland that Stevie Nicks saw a sign for when they were on the road once and was like, that sounds like a beautiful place that you like, you just like idealize. This sounds like a utopia where like that you would just want to live in Silver Springs. And it, the song Silver Springs is about what her relationship with Lindsay Buckingham could have been. And it's supposed to just be this um, kind of fuck you to him. And <laughs> so then they reunite for this live performance. And that's what I, ha I want you guys to go watch uh, tonight in your homework because it's fucking wild and if you tell this story to people before people watch this because they already know the song this song was everywhere so it gets really good because they're both performing on stage Lindsay buckingham is about to be he's has a girlfriend at this time stevie nicks is newly like a couple years sober single and they're both singing the song they perform together a bunch at this point but like this they're they're in burbank filming this live concert this reunion they get into silver springs that starts and as a great verses, uh, you know, you could be my silver spring, blue, blue, green colors. Like I do is I'm working on my Stevie Nicks impression. So I will do a little bit here. Let me just look up the lyrics because I just want to get to the um, best part. Silver Springs. Any other tidbits I mean, you'd like to add? I mean, what's wild for me is that like a song can get put out and no one can really like like this has happened before where songs get put out and then years later they become huge fucking hits and for some reason our culture was not ready for it the time wasn't right or one Things, producer said it's too long too people long. never like it this album is going to be more poppy that's more of a ballad like and then you i love songs that are b-sides that end up being your favorite songs well all too well from Taylor Swift, you told me, wasn't that big on her record, and now it's like everyone's favorite song. It's yeah, weird. It, it wasn't a single. It's never been a single. It never will be a single, but it is the number one defining song of any Swifty's life is all too well, and it's off red, and it was kind of like, an not an afterthought, but it just wasn't a single. So singles are usually the most popularly accepted, but these other... So Silver Springs, so when she gets to the bridge, where she goes... Um, it, uh, you know, time cast a spell. I'm going to do my CV. Yeah, do Time cast. I'll Wait, do my on, Lindsay. I'll play guitar. Hold on. I just have to listen to her for two seconds and then I can nail it. I promise you. Hold on. Let me pull it up. I had it pulled up. You Whoa. Did that just pull up as I Googled it on my phone? Okay. Here it goes. Time cast a spell on you. Okay. This is haunting. Time cast a spell on you, but you won't forget me. This part. This is the part I love so much. Okay, so they're singing next to each other, but they're not looking at each other. Uh, Stevie Nicks is grabbing her hair, and now she's starting. That's her first time she looks at Lindsay Buckingham on stage. 
And now she's just facing him saying, I'll follow you down till the sound of my voice will haunt you. Now he's looking at her. I mean, isn't this powerful? Was I just a fool? They're just locking eyes, you guys. This is better than a star is born. You'll never get away from the sound of a woman that loves you. I will follow you. I just have to. I cannot believe my dream is to sing a song like this and look the man in the eyes that has hurt me and and made me feel this pain while he is playing lead guitar and know that like we that I loved him in a way that he'll never find again. I just I know it's all a fantasy. Like he's probably just like, oh my god, just let her sing this part and like get this out. It just there's something about this to me that is just the most powerful thing I've. Well, there, it, it is interesting when, like, you see acting, like, right, they might have been doing this for a little theatrical uh, vibe or whatever, because apparently they played it before and they didn't mention that. But when you have a backstory and there's a real backstory and there's real history there, for some reason, as humans, I watched them and I go, these people loved each other. Yeah. They fucked for a long time. And and he was a piece of shit to her after maybe after she broke up. And you could see it because... There's Ugh. there's so much. I don't. Why is that? Why do we know that as people? When people because you, could you feel can hear it. it in her voice, yeah. and that's why the song worked on radio and was like a hit again. Because this live performance, you there there is something there Ugh. in that room between them that is undeniable, and that is why I love I love music <laughs> so much because that is not always easy to capture with songs, but art people who are amazing singers can just take you to an emotion that. And, and capture emotion like I, somebody, someone could sing that song on American Idol and it would give us no feels. Yeah. But if someone was able to inject that, like when I sing certain Taylor Swift songs and I'm feeling that way, they sound so much better than ones where I'm like not in the mood to sing them. And it's like this, this is just powerful to me because Noah was actually with me when I was doing Noah, remember when I got to perform on stage and sing karaoke with a live band to a Taylor Swift song? Yes. And there was going to be a guy there who this, the song to me represented in my life and still represents. And he was going to be there. And I go, Noah, this is the best. I told you and Jen who were there. I was like, this is my dream is to sing a song about a guy and have him be in the room. I've done this so many times with comedy of like knowing I've dated so many comedians. I've dated so many guys in my band. Final thought here. Being able to tell a man how much he has hurt you through your art and something you're making money with is a fucking badass move. Here's my question to you, Andrew. As a guy who might be on the receiving end of this from like an angry female artist of a woman or a woman, I mean, I've been on the receiving end of a rap song about me that was so done in like hatred of me because I broke up with him. So I've been on the receiving end, but a a lyric like that, I want to, I want to read you this lyric. And if someone sang this to you, um, I'll follow you down till the sound of my voice will haunt you. And they were locking eyes with you. What? Give me just a chance. Like that. What do you think? Because to me, that's a little stalker. For me, I feel like. I'll follow you down till my voice will haunt you? I think people (laughs) say being ghosted is horrible. This kind of ghosted. Where they don't stop talking to you, they talk in your head for the rest of your life. Yes. And I was saying yesterday how, like, thank God Stevie Nicks has a nice voice because if it's some of the girls that I fucked voices and I had to hear them every day, I it would be very hard. It'd be very difficult. You do though. This is this this is the thing. You, yes, you don't have to go see those people, but there are girls that have yes. posted things on Instagram trying to get the same message to you from a picture of them looking hot of like I will be on yeah. Instagram. I will I will live my life. I will survive. And you will have to watch me thrive and it won't be with you. Everyone has this kind of no matter if you end up finding the love of your life, there's a secret part of you that wants to like rub it in these guys faces that have hurt you at least for me like and when I was talking earlier about Howard Stern bringing up that guy who hurt me and like I actually hate that that guy is being haunted by my name because it makes me sound like I'm just this girl that's like oh my god I blew this guy and like he's probably like oh my god talk about something else like I'm more than just blowing that guy that's why it annoys me but do I love the fact that this guy who kind of thought I was just like an afterthought and kind of didn't really 
uh, respect me as like a romantic partner or entertain the idea of it, even though I was led to believe that? Do I enjoy the fact that now he has to see a tweet where he's reminded that I blew him and that people are probably making fun of the fact of that on Howard Stern? Yeah, I like it a lot. It's a nice, (laughs) and it's it's not all, it's, it's, it's by design. If you hurt me, I will, I want to be famous so that people that have rejected me, either, you know, popular girls or friends in high school, I'm filling a hole of not being loved. So if you really don't love me, but I've wanted you to love me before, I'm coming for you. I want to be you a reminder to you that you hurt me and I was better than you thought I was. I see. Even though I'm not because look at what I'm doing. I see you just going on his radio show going, I blew you twice and now you hear me on Howard. You never DM me back and you're dating a girl that looks like me. Yeah, he's like, moved on. (laughs) Was I just a slut? You'll never, never get never, away yeah. from my podcast where I don't I even, even say your name. That turned really uh, banjo-y. Yeah, he does it. He goes, <laughs> I have to go get a COVID test. Can I give test. a quick shout out to one person real yes. quick at the end? Meg, she she sent me, look at, look at, look at the Look at the writing. Okay, there's a. She sent him a picture of an arm. So, so a her gra- so her grandpa died, and he wrote her a note before he died. And look how he spelled grandpa. Oh my god! He, he wrote her a note. He says it's the same way Andrew spelled it when his during his poetry he wrote in Greece and Eos. It says grandpa loves you. Grandpa loves you more than anything in the whole world. That is so sweet too. What a cute tattoo. Thank you for listening. Who is that? I, I wrote Meg, her, unreal. What an idiot. Sorry about your loss. <laughs> We gotta she go. She goes to the last line. Sorry, she goes, we can maybe give him a break because he's on his deathbed. Still an ED. I go, your grandpa's a dumb man. Okay. Oh. I love that fan interaction. <laughs> Keep them coming. Thank you guys for listening. We'll be here all week. Uh, tell your friends. Uh, thank you, Noah. And see you tomorrow. <laughs> Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girlbomb your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate girl bomb grip and professional grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girl Bomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girl Bomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. This is so cool. Don't Tell Comedy is sponsoring this podcast. Don't Tell Comedy are comedy shows that happen in these really intimate, unique spaces like art galleries and backyards and rooftops. I did one of their first shows in 2017. It was in a random clothing store in L.A. Now they are in 150 cities worldwide. You got to check them out. They are such a perfect night out. Don't Tell Comedy is the spot to go. Date night, alone night, friend night, whatever you want it to be. It's so fun. Get tickets at DontTellComedy.com. Use the code Nikki for 20% off your first show. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.